0: Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. share that in this podcast this episode i am sharing information that may be a trigger for you and if you are averse to a healthy conversation about the idea of death and just a healthy outlook about it and the natural cycle of life then this podcast will not be for you. But this podcast is not about doing harm to our bodies or doing harm to ourselves. This is about a natural cycle of life. So, if you're open to this kind of conversation, please stick with me. I am guiding you through an exercise to help you Really consider this ponderance, this depth of our experience as a human being. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. This is my 11th episode of Season 2, and I want to thank you all for helping me grow my audience, if you like this content, I just want to ask you to share it with one person that you know who may benefit from learning more about the yogini secrets and how to, you know, really establish vitality in your life. Today, I want to share a ponderance that I'm having, and I want to invite you to observe Observe how you're feeling, how you are, you know, your state of being right now. Just take a moment to observe your thoughts, your body. You don't have to feel anything. You can observe your feelings. And this is a practice in um, yoga that we call pratyahara which means literally the withdrawal of the senses and when we are able to do this we can in yoga in asana practice we are able to go deeper into our poses it's um i've been a big advocate for yin yoga i launched a a membership site that you can explore yin yoga in your own time, in your own space to release trauma. And this act of observation is incredibly helpful when we move through times of our lives where we may find the time to be difficult. And I, I want to share um, something that's just heavy on my heart i I know so many people right now who have cancer, who have autoimmune diseases, who are not well um, physically, and it it weighs on my heart. It's um It's not a simple time in my life right now. And I am celebrating my good health now, you know, Presswood, and taking the actions to really preserve my health. And what I want to invite you to do with me here in this, today's episode, we're going to take an observation of life, um, life as we know. And I want to invoke the words of Thich Han. And if you listen to my podcast, you know, like he is probably, he has been one of the most influential people in my life um, through discovering how to meditate, how to be with his wisdoms, created a, a very simple handbook, for how to bring this into my life in a meaningful way. And I want to quote um, a passage from his book, No Death, No Fear. Here we go. This body is not me. I am not caught in this body. I am life without boundaries. I have never been born and I have never died. Over there, the wide ocean and the sky with many galaxies all manifests from the basis of consciousness. Since beginningless time, I have always been free. Birth and death are our only door through which we go in and out. Birth and death are only a game of hide and seek. So, smile to me and take my hand and wave goodbye. Tomorrow, we shall meet again, or even before. We shall always be meeting again at the true source, always meeting again on the myriad paths of life. Thich Nhat Hanh. No death, no fear. This passage calls to me in this moment for when I think about the ailments of family and friends who I know, I, this helps me to organize my thoughts around who we are. Our essence of our true self is our soul our spirit and that is what I love about the people in my life their spirit their essence so this can be an uplifting way of experiencing and helping to support those around you, when they become ill. Grave illness can be disorienting and overwhelming to the senses. For all that we know and all that we have processed over the course of our lives, of other people's feelings, developing our own ideas around what death means. And in the idea, the yogini secret of pratyahara and withdrawing from the senses allows us to observe what's actually happening with some distance from the emotion of it. And the practicality can settle in a bit to accomplish things, do what needs to be done. And also to have a clear rumination about what it actually means. The mark of a human life is precious birth, we celebrate the youth, we celebrate the infancy, the childhood, we celebrate the passages of time, rites of passage. We are lovers of life, we humans. So it's no it's no joke when we learn of a person in our life who may have a grave illness, and those feelings run deep. So in this practice that I'm inviting you to do alongside me, I want to invite you to begin to consider the end of your life. And I'm talking about a healthy consideration of life as we know it. The Buddhist monks who I have practiced meditation with I have learned from them that they meditate they have a mindfulness practice around contemplating death their own death in a way of accepting it so not In a way that's unhealthy but in a way of coming to peace with the reality of life that it doesn't go on forever right so if we decided to think you know what is so let's just say for example We have a ripe old age that we get to know total body vitality well into our 90s, 100s. And we've seen so many summers that it... Could possibly make sense that it's time to go into the ether. You may have heard stories, I know I have, of people who lost a partner and then shortly passed on after, or people who were wise and lucid into very long life and one day they simply passed on in my spiritual practices I wonder do did these individuals have the ability to know that it was time. I bring this forward because it's important for us to not only adore our life, but also to make peace with life. So we're not you know, we're not living on the high notes of all that life offers. If we do that, we don't always savor. We don't always get to find that resilience that is so meaningful to yourself and those around you. in this moment as you begin this consideration of a living life backwards is how i would like to frame it imagine the memories the lost memories Would you have done things the same way? Would you have done things differently? Would you have chosen to live somewhere else or taken better care of the body when you had the good health? Would you have? Any ideas about that? Would your mind go into that? Or would you simply just love everything that you've done, accept it all? Sometimes the good health of, of the youth is unacknowledged sometimes we find that it's some people say it's wasted I don't know if I agree with that we should be oblivious in some points of our life just enjoying what's happening around us sitting in uh, deep thoughts all of the time is too intense. It offers that ponderance, that gravitas, that it can't be an everyday occasion. But in this concept of living life backwards, would you have made the same choices? Because what I know now being with people intimately close who are looking at chronic illness I wonder would they have done things differently and I know that many of them and I love you if you're listening to this maybe pondering thinking these these kinds of thoughts that I'm sharing that I'm thinking about but I know some are consumed with so many things they, they actually don't have the time to settle down and think about this sort of philosophical conversation this philosophical idea of living life backwards because i know in my life you know i'm not i'm as far as i know my health is sound i do I do all of my dinacharya practices to have a, a safe and healthy lifestyle. I'm doing my very best to abide and live within the framework of the yoga sutras, the way I was reared. And I want to share with you that where I am now, I just turned 51. I accept the life that I have now, but I would make some changes. (laughs) I totally would. I would. I may not have spent so much time doing certain things. I may have used the time that I had in different ways. That's where I would have shifted the gears for myself if I could live my life backwards. I only knew then what I know now, right? So I want to invite you to do this practice. And in the show notes, I'm including some journal prompts, which are so helpful to me. I love reading other journal prompts provided by other um, other people who I follow and, you know, share wisdom around things that I seek. And in the time that you journal, take a few weeks to think about this. And I, I am doing this myself. I've been thinking about this a lot. In recent weeks and when we think about this well I would have done this differently Would have done da- that differently I want to invite you to think about this continuum that take not Han shared in his quote of a circular experience of life so in his quote he says tomorrow we shall meet again or even before so kind of nodding to the idea of reincarnation that maybe we met before this life or even the next one maybe we do it all over again in which case we will have so much wisdom right (laughs) in the next form that I take I will have this collective wisdom that's the idea of reincarnation one of the ideas so think about this play around with it when we are able to withdraw the senses from asana practice we're able to go deeper into the poses and withdrawing the senses I'm talking about those feelings, those obstacles that you might have around the idea of death and what happens um, as people pass on. If you can remove the emotional sense from that, you can think about things in a more objective way. And... When I acknowledged in my study of Ayurveda that I am, we are, you are part of the elements of our world, I was then able to feel supported and connected. So... In this way, I know that when someone passes, when death happens, that person who I know is still with me. Their energy is part of me because I was graced with it. And the energy is part of the world they made the world that I was able to learn from through their eyes and cherishing the life with depth and complexity and this understanding can help us support those loved ones who are around us it helps us take great pleasure in the time that we're able to spend with them with the depth and meaning it brings mindfulness to our body as we embody a nurturing role for another person i am so grateful that you're here you're considering this with me. There are many ways to go about this kind of consideration, but really, the embodiment practices are the biggest yogini secret to embody thoughts and to push yourself with some different facets of observation, pratyahara, withdrawing from the senses, applying concentrated thought to a mindfulness practice allows depth to ripple into your being, you become softer in your heart, aware of your surroundings and appreciate what you have and the time that you have to be and to help facilitate healing of another person's mind, body, and spirit. And that is so positive. My goal in my work in sharing this podcast too is to release positive energy into the world. Feminine yin energy into the world. No matter the gender, we all have feminine energy. And that nurturance that I'm suggesting to, to facilitate and to be as a nurturer to another person during a time of, of um, illness is a, a profound action to take. And if you have that ability and that capacity, I just want to thank you. You are the person who surfs on the edge of life that acknowledges how amazing and delightful and precious it is to give joy to someone in need. And a little bit of an intense (laughs) ponderance here. The gravity of our existence. But I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to include this again on my website with journal prompts. So you can find that at yoginiprana.live forward slash podcasts. And it'll be on April 28th. This is my 21st wedding anniversary. I am savoring this special day. And I'm so grateful you're here. In the next season, season three, we are going to be uncovering, (sighs) deciphering, highlighting, connecting with the concepts that make up Total Body Vitality. And I'm so excited to dive into this with you. We have a couple of interviews coming up. I'm going to launch season three with the amazing Laura Solomon. She is a healer and her story is a remarkable one. I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you so much for being here. Namaste. Have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen? I have been using Blue Beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. Vedic herbs, as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities, including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles how awesome is that the link is in my show notes and use the code beautify B-E-A-U-T-I-F-Y 10 beautify 10 to receive 10% off of your purchase I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it are curious about how to realize total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal health. Book the call at callandleecom forward slash prana. You will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter If we decide to work together, you will be empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your body.